It's the Broadway show Uncut with Tamsin Fidel. I'm Tamsin and so glad you're joining us. I gotta say a special shout out, first of all, to those of you who have been here from the very beginning. We are just getting our sea legs. This is our seventh episode. And by the way, we're just getting started with all this. We have a couple of great interviews on this edition of the Broadway show Uncut. Coming up in just a few, it's been called God's Favorite Musical. We're talking to the star of the Book of Mormon. But first, expel your armus. That's a disarming charm if you don't know, and I can't think of a better way to describe Steve Haggard. He plays grown-up Harry Potter in Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Here's my chat with Steve. Well, it's good to see you. It's good to see you. Well, so I have to ask you, you are a newbie to New York. How, how has it been treating you? It's a little bit different than what we were used to. Um, it's great. I, you know, I have been uh, falling in love with it uh, since I've been back after the shutdown. Um, it's been a, a, a kind of a, a great experience. And I get to go to work every day and be Harry Potter, so that helps. Yeah, that's, that's not a bad gig, right? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, pretty good. <laughs> well, talk about how that happened, because originally you were, um, you were Harry and Draco, correct? Sure. And how long did that last before you got the... Well, I was the understudy for Harry and Draco. And so I was able to do uh, Harry a couple times in the two-part and Draco, which was a lot of fun to be yeah. able to sort of um, do the different versions of that. Um, and then after uh, the shutdown, we came back and I opened the show uh, as Harry. They asked me to be Harry. And I said yes. <laughs> I think I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Let me think about it. <laughs> um, but talk about that, the difference between the two parts and the one part. Because I only saw you know, when it went to one part. So I don't really know what I was missing. But do you feel like it's, it's very different for you? Because I know there's a lot of precision in the show. There is. It's all, uh, everything that you see on stage is done with such precision. Um, I don't know. One of the things that I love about the one part version is that um, I get to, I get to go on the journey with the audience from start to finish every night, mm -hmm. um, and we kept all the magic. Um, you get to see uh, people from the Wizarding World that come in, pop in um, with cameos, and uh, and you get this great adventure story that we get to go on with the audience. This adventure. Uh, this father-son adventure with the audience and finish it every night. Um, one of my favorite things about uh, doing the show is getting to see um, people experience the Wizarding World in a different way. So like maybe they've read the books or they've seen a movie or two or all of them, if you're me. and. Um, and they come in, they step into this theater, the Lyric Theater, and from the get-go, you're in a world in which magic exists, in which magic is a, just a given. So um, as they're in the lobby, uh, there's, <laughs> there's magic. Uh, and throughout the show, uh, magic is woven into the story. Um, so to, to be able to experience that, uh, every day new with a, a new audience is, um, that's really a joy. I, I mean, I, I think what's exciting is people 
so many people, I think myself included, waited so long to dive into that world, right? Like we imagined it in our heads, we saw it in a movie, but it wasn't really tangible. And I think the theater, the, the show makes it feel tangible, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, and hearing, one of my favorite things is to hear um, kids who come see yeah. it. And I'll do an illusion um, that, you know, we've, we rehearse these illusions for months. We, you know, we're very precise about them because they they are happening mm -hmm. every every time right in front of the audience, and they have to be very precise to work. And hearing um, hearing the kids in the audience go ah! <laughs> like <laughs> what? <laughs> so, so, and the adults, by yeah, the way. Well, that, that too. I had a friend who came to see it. Um, and they were saying, they kept being like, how do you do that? How, how, you, how does this work? How does this work? And at some point uh, over the course of the show, they were just like, they were just like, I give up, I give over. I don't know, I don't know how it works, I don't know. You really uh, are magical. Yeah. But it's, <laughs> I think that energy is what, um, you know, uh, makes the job such a, a pleasure to do because you remember like oh someone's experiencing the wizarding yeah. world for the first time tonight like, I, I just I way. love it I love the fact that the Potterheads are all different ages I mean everyone came to this at a different time it wasn't that it came out everybody read it's you know you've got an 11 year old sitting next to a 50 year old and yeah. they've either read the book or watched a movie and they're all you know equally just enchanted enchanted by it I don't think you have that very often with shows uh, no, no, I've done a lot of plays and you don't, you, you, it's a, it's a luxury and it's also a responsibility to, to portray these characters that, um, so many people have grown up with or have, um, have a relationship with. I mean, for me, uh, the Harry Potter books, uh, you know, I, it's funny because I think they help you through, uh, from what I hear in my own experience, they've helped a lot of people through a lot of uh, maybe difficult times mm -hmm. in their lives. And they were, you know, where they need to remember like, yeah, there are, there are people out there who love you and um, your friends and the people who are around you are the, that's the point of why we're here. It, and they're it, always going to keep keep you and keep you going. And we've certainly learned that over the past few years, have we not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In a lot of different ways. Yeah. Um, so, what did did this bring you to New York to move to New York from Chicago? And were you performing? You were in Chicago before this. Sure. Right? Yeah, I lived in Chicago for a long time doing um, plays and TV and stuff. I love Chicago. Chicago. Um, <laughs> But I moved here, yeah, for this show, to be a part of it. Um, and it was one of the best things I ever did. And that's why, like, I, I, that's why I say I'm falling in love with New York. It's such a, it's like, well, I don't know. It's, it's such an exciting place to you're be. Courting, you're court, like you're courting newbie. it. <laughs> okay, wait, so what do you, well, well let me ask it's you so that. It's so exciting what, What's York. the exciting part? What, what are you impressed by that you are surprised you're impressed by or that you, like, you walk by and you go, the smell of the subway, maybe not that. Maybe or you not say, that. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can have pizza at any time of night. Or the East Village is awesome because you know right. there's a there's a speakeasy behind a dry cleaners or whatever yeah, it is. Or a hot dog shop. Right. I found I found that 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 was fun. I, I was love like, that. Ooh, hot dogs <laughs> and a drink. 
Um, <laughs> no, I, uh, I Chicago is, uh, was like my home mm -hmm. and my heart for a long time. And I thought I wouldn't necessarily find another place that, um, I don't know, made me feel like home. And I'm just surprised that I feel so at home in New York. Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's been, um, there's always a changing, there's always a going and um, a movement about New York that I've never been any place like it. So. I, I couldn't agree more Listen with you. Listen to me, I'm such a tourist. I, no, I love it. <laughs> I want to take you on the big red bus or whatever that is. <laughs> Show me New York. <laughs> Um, well, let's talk about how you got started in, in theater and acting. Um, you've had a lot of different jobs, I, I understand, from Chicago, right? Oh, sure. I've had a lot of different jobs outside of theater, right. too. But what did you have? Oh, man, I had some weird jobs. I moved libraries. What does that mean? I, did you know that libraries have to move from time to time? <laughs> So I, they, you like, I don't know, I, it was me no, and like. A lot of library? I don't know. You well, move like books? Like colleges. Yeah, you move books. You go and you move books. You put them on a truck. You move the furniture <laughs> around. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, you have okay. to make a living. I, I, I worked at Trader Joe's for a little while. That's not cool. Which is interesting. Um, I think every actor in Chicago has worked at Trader Joe's. Um, <laughs> I did. I was a waiter. I'm a terrible waiter. You are? Why? Yes. Uh, you can't remember? How could you not remember orders? You remember lines I, all night long. I got so I get so stressed out. I got stressed out. I once dumped a tray full of... Uh, I got fired this night, but I dumped a tray full of ice water down this lady's backless dress. <laughs> it was terrible. My manager was like, um, Steve, can we have a conversation? <laughs> And then we both mutually agreed that it was not the best job for me. It wasn't firing. It was a, it was a negotiation. Yeah, we worked we, it out. We, <laughs> I was like, you're right. I'm terrible. You negotiated your exit. <laughs> yeah. Well, so you, you found your home, I, I guess, <laughs> I, I would say. Well, but I, in the meantime, while I was doing all that, yeah, I was doing a bunch of uh, theater in Chicago <laughs> and um, some of the TV shows that shoot there. And, you know, I love Chicago because there's so much work that happens there so much mm -hmm. so many different kinds of work um like my theater company in chicago is a 70 seat theater oh, wow. so you come in and you know the actors are two feet away from you um so it's a very different experience and that's something you can have in chicago that like is a bit harder to to come by so what was the juxtaposition of having you know people sitting there right you know, seeing their, feeling their energy yeah. versus what you have in the Broadway uh, theater. It's interesting because at first I was like, oh, this is completely different. Um, but the more I've done it, um, especially with this play in the, in the Lyric Theater, that big house, you really do get to feel um, when the audience is with you in a way it, it's funny because there's so many of them. It's, it, if you're open to it, it's actually really powerful. Yeah. And you can really tell when they're with you and when you have to sort of hook them back in. But I feel like this theater in particular and this show in particular too really does that, right? Yeah, it's, um, it's a really, it's funny because there are illusions and there's magic and there's, you get to see um, this magical world uh, that you're stepping into.
but it's also really just a, a human story about a father and a son mm -hmm. and two friends who get into uh, a lot of mischief. <laughs> uh, any illusions that you love in particular? Is there one that you're, is your favorite? Is there one that scares you every night? Like, oh gosh, please, look, please make sure this works. No, I don't get scared anymore. Okay. Like, okay. <laughs> Um, because, like I said, our illusions department is incredible. So we would have these like workshops, basically, where you, you know, boot camps, right. learn how to do magic. <laughs> um, I think for me, uh, hands down, it's polyjuice. Oh yeah. So it's yeah, it's a polyjuice illusion that we do. Um, that is just so much fun. I can't tell you. No. You're going to have to come see it, but it's, um, uh, it is so much fun to do. <laughs> it's wild. And when we do it well, the audience is like, <laughs> because it's something we know, we know from the stories, but to see it happen in front of you is something else. It's so much fun. Now, how did you first get involved in theater? Did you say like, this is always what I wanted to do? Did you, what, uh, was it a? No, I got cut from the baseball team. What do you mean? You got cut from the baseball team, so you just had to do theater? Yeah. <laughs> my mom was like, I was like, you got to get out of the house. Because um, I, uh, I got cut in high school. My baseball coach was like, you can sit the bench or you can take a hike. And I was like, I'm getting out of here. And so my mom encouraged me to do uh, theater. Oh. And I did crew for a while. And it's a funny story. like. My high school ended up having this amazing theater program. Um, and my friend sort of tricked me into auditioning for the director. Um, they sort of forced me to do it. I did a bunch of like impressions, I guess, when I was younger. Um, Which, of people? Of people, I thought. Can I know, see one? Absolutely not. Why? You do magic every night. <laughs> Well, that's Just one. No, no, I, I, no, it's funny. I think I was really, well, I don't know if I was good at it. When I was <laughs> Somebody 16. thought you were good at Somebody it. Somebody did. And they, they sort of, um, they surrounded me um, and wouldn't let me go until I did it for the director. And the director was like, You're you in. Play, you should be you in a play. play baseball, you should be in a play, kid. I'm going to make you a star. Yeah. So, um, and then after that, I went to college for it. And uh, yeah. And here we are. Here we go. Poof. Let's do it. It's so good to meet you. Yeah, You're such a pleasure. Thanks. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks. Okay, now let's talk about the one that some critics call the best musical of the century. It's the Book of Mormon. It's a Broadway favorite for so many people, and it's been that way for more than a decade. Cody Jamison Strand plays Elder Cunningham. He is one of the funniest actors on Broadway, and he's got one of the greatest laughs on Broadway. Here's Paul Wontorek with the interview. Cody, so Hi. good to see you. Hello, thanks hey, for having me. You're on Broadway in Sometimes. Book of Mormon. Yeah. Still, that is a <laughs> sentence I could have said for many years over over my career. Yes. It's still a, an actuality. That's amazing. Thank you. It's been, it'll be 10 years in November. What are you going to do for your 10th anniversary at the Book of Mormon? I don't know. Go to Disney World. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is a milestone. That, yeah. is, that is something a lot of performers can't say, and especially in a leading role like Elder Cunningham. I mean, it's it's quite a feat. 
Yeah, it's been a wild ride. They've taken me all over the world. I've seen a lot of places. It's been wonderful. Um, and now I have a dog and a mortgage, so it's great. I know, I've heard. I know, you actually have been able to like make a, a nice life for yourself yeah. based on a steady Broadway job. Yeah, you know, a little, little nest egg in Jersey. I love it. <laughs> what more do we need? That's it. <laughs> so tell me how that whole journey started. Ooh. Did, when did you first see the Book of Mormon? Well, uh, my first exposure with, to the Book of Mormon was the infamous Hasidika Ibuai song being played from my friend's radio in his car in South like, Dakota. you got to hear this. And I went, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> and then I moved to the city and I saw it in 2012, May of 2012, okay. for my... We did a college showcases in New York City, and I saw the show. And then I auditioned for the show in November of 2012, and I've been with it ever since. But when you saw it, you were like, that, I got to play that guy. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's never going to happen again that there was a part that was written, and it was like a lightning bolt was like, that's for you. <laughs> um, it's, I'm fully aware that it's never going to be this good ever again. Hence why 10 years later, you know, it's like, it's like <laughs> yep. This is this is pretty much as good as it's ever gonna get. So it's like someone wrote you a dream role without yeah. you realizing they were exactly. doing that for you. They did it all for you. Yeah, this yeah. all happened for you. Yeah, and everyone's like, "What's your dream role?" And I'm like, "I'm doing it." So now what? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's all downhill from here. <laughs> your laugh is incredible. It's a lot. It's iconic. <laughs> it's the best laugh on Broadway. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I mean, it's so good. Yeah, it's loud. My uh, <laughs> my dad always used to say, you don't look for Cody, you listen for him. <laughs> so you had this when, you were like this when you were a little kid? You oh, had yeah. that laugh? Yeah, it's on every report card growing up. Your son is loud, like we know. Like it's, it's, it was, it's a bit of thing for a while. <laughs> I need to hear all about your childhood. Let me really dig into this. The traumas, the tribulations. So, well, just tell me like, wh where did, where did you come from? Tell me about your childhood. I was born and raised in Sioux Falls, South Dakota to nice. a teacher mother and a pastor father. Wow. It was a wonderful childhood. Um, uh, it was about as carefree as you could get. South Dakota is a, a religious place. Childhood. Yeah, yeah, very. Um, but he's seen the show, I think he's on number 38 now, so. <laughs> wow. Yeah, he's pretty on board with that. He always tells, because he sends his congregation to go see it, he's always like, just as long as you come back after, like, you know, you'll enjoy it, so. And like, I think he needs to, like, you know, bless some people after the show. But. Oh, I see. He has to, like, save them <laughs> yeah, after yeah. they see the book. I still remember I was auditioning for the show, and I sent it to my mom, being like, Mom, I have an audition for the show. And she goes, okay, we won't tell your dad. Which tells me that she had zero confidence that I was actually going to get the job. <laughs> and then, you know, the second conversation was like, Mom, I think I got the job. And she said, okay, we'll ease your father into this. And she didn't play some of the numbers for him until he saw it. So, so he actually like, had to experience yeah, some of the Yeah, he experienced it in the best way. The more shocking going moments. going in blind. And then he was like, wow, you know. But it's also mm. a show with a, with a beautiful message. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. that's what's, you know, hooked him and has him keep coming back over and over again. That's and sending friends, you know. Because it's like, you know, it's a beautiful message of unity. But yeah. like the, 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 the journey getting there, you know, it's just a bit wacky. So that's why the congregation is allowed to go. Because yeah. it's not all, yeah. Yeah, you know. It's not all risque. What is it like to be in a comedy? This is sort of a foolproof comedy. Yeah. I mean, like audiences really lose their minds every night. Yeah. But comedy changes. So, yes. so does that, is, has the show sort of, 
Has the have you had to evolve? Do you have to evolve with the audience every night, and has the performance evolved? Yeah, I would say that. Um, I mean, obviously, the show started in 2011, and it was a very different time. Yeah. Um, just 10 years ago, 11 years ago, and uh, the show has changed uh, fairly significantly since then. And they would change little things as the show progressed. Like when Nelson Mandela died, yeah. they changed some of the lyrics in one of the numbers to right. you know because it was a joke, and then they changed it mm -hmm. to a little honor his memory a little bit better. Um, but then after. During the Broadway shutdown, um, and there was a lot of you know, traumatic cultural events that happened, like the George Floyd. Yeah. Horrible. Um, and the writers really re-examined a lot of their jokes in the show that had sort of, uh, the tone wasn't what they wanted mm. anymore. Um, and so a lot of it was, we were able to re-examine, and we came back together before Broadway came back, and we as a team, like it was kind of wild being in a room and then watching Trey Parker be like, hi, this joke doesn't work, so let's make it work. And then them updating a lot of the jokes so that um, uh, it was more of a celebration, you know, and everyone was in on it. So there was no pointing fingers. We're not laughing at, at anybody. If right. anybody, it's like it's the, the ignorance and naivety of these Mormon boys being completely out of their element yeah. is the focus right. of these jokes right. and less about like you know like poor africans like that's right. not what the show's about right. you right. know right if anything they're the ones telling the jokes at our expense now make so. more fun of you yeah and that's you know the whole idea of like the making fun of the organized religion yeah while also you know bringing people together but that's also such a great experience that you got to work with the original creatives. I mean, yeah, it was legendary. Wild. It was um, wild. And they're Perry like... And Matt and Bobby Lopez. Bobby Lopez was sitting in the corner on a piano rewriting one of the songs. And it was like... <laughs> and then he would come back and it would be brilliant. I was like, that's... He did that in 20 minutes. And now it's in the show every day. So little Cody in Sioux Falls. Yeah. When did he discover Broadway? The magic of Broadway? Uh, well, I wasn't good at anything else, so that helps, um, but it was in the fifth grade when uh, the town that I grew up in, they built this new performing arts center with, like, it's a 800-seat house. Nice. It's gigantic, and uh, they were casting The Sound of Music, and they needed kids to be the Von Trapp children, and so my sister was like, I'm auditioning, and I said, I'll tag along, and then I got into it and she didn't. <laughs> That's such a classic story. Yeah. So yeah, I can do I've that. Heard, it's a, it's a and I'm encourageable. I mean, I can't do math, so. You can't do math? No. Can't do math, can't do much of anything. I can barely play the piano, but so I this can is sing you, and dance this is and what you tell can other do. people's jokes. Did you get laughs as a Von Trapp child? Were there opportunities for that? Uh, Did I'm you work sure. your laugh into it? Or? I'm sure. I'm sure I had bits. I'm sure I had all the bits. And then more theater roles came after that in school? Yeah, and, and then it was just all the high school plays, and uh, and then I was, I just kind of went for it, you know? I was There wasn't a whole lot. Like, I didn't even know what Into the Woods was until I think this revival came around. Um, for real? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to see it for the first time on Wednesday. I'm really excited. Um, I don't know anything about it. I, don't even, I didn't even see the movie. Um, so I, I wasn't really hugely, I just really like making people laugh. And <laughs> I like to, you know, sing and perform and it's kind of worked out so far that way. So what was that first audition like for the Book of Mormon? Did you nail it? No, um, I didn't. I remember I walked in and I dropped all my sides on the floor and I felt like an absolute idiot. Um, 
Because you were, were you nervous? Yes. Was, and yeah. then I wore, I had this, what I thought was like the drip, but it wasn't. It was like this teal argyle sweater vest with a teal bow tie. Like I thought I was cool. Uh -huh. And then I remember they're like, you got a call back, but never wear that again. <laughs> Um, they actually commented they, on that it. was like the, there, there was no criticism about what I was doing in the room it was just like a do not wear that outfit um, you know and then I showed up in a t-shirt and jeans the next time and they're like oh that's great you know it's, it's a weird weird uh, experience when you don't know what you're doing um, and then I don't remember what I did in the room because it was all fear and I think I've carried that with me to this day. <laughs> you don't still have fear when you show up at the Eugene O'Neill Theater and do this show, do you? No. When you get on stage? No. What is it like? I mean, Unless I eat Chipotle, then how, there's fear. <laughs> um, how do you keep it, uh, you know, in the moment every night and oh. after all this time? Well, it helps that uh, we're doing a comedy that was written by the creators of South Park and right. even Trey said like you know whatever you got to do to make the laugh happen uh, and the character itself is chaos yeah so that allows for a lot of freedom um, and there's like a couple running jokes in the show where he never knows people's names and so if I'm feeling something that way I'll make up a different thing or I'll okay. call somebody by a different thing. You were given permission to do yeah, that. Yeah, it's in the script, you know, and the, uh, the script won a Tony, so who am I to argue <laughs> with the script? Um, and also, I'm a little evil in the sense that I get great joy out of making other people break on stage and be unprofessional. Oh, you're and one so of them. I can make that happen, then like I'm, I'm good for the night. So tell me some of the like inside jokes that are happening uh, among the cast. Uh, what kind of things are going on? I don't know if there's any crazy inside jokes. I will say we have a lot of new faces uh -huh. because when we came back after the pandemic, um, some people decided to not come back, and it was really sad because uh, my favorite cast member, Maya, she didn't come back. Um, but she, you know, decided to move on. People move on when there's a two-year break in the industry yeah. that shut down. Um, surprise. Um, <laughs> but we have a whole bunch of new people that came in. We have like five or six brand new people. Um, and those are the ones that I target. <laughs> new targets. New <laughs> those, targets. Uh -huh. Those are the ones. I'm like, yeah, we have, a, we have a guy that just got, his name is Andrew Purdy, and he had his Broadway debut, I think, last week. Oh. And, uh, you know, target. <laughs> so. Did you make him break on Not stage? Yet. He's Not actually very working on it. He's actually very professional. I'm upset about it. And what what is it like? So some of these uh, new Mormon boys, they come in really young, yeah. right out of school. Yeah. And are you like the the grizzled like I you know like let me tell you what it's like I here? I started the show when I was 23 years old, and I remember. Uh, Chris O'Neill, who was also cast as a Cunningham in another company at the time, he was 30 when he was cast. And I was like, why are you doing this? <laughs> and now here I am. <laughs> you know? Um, playing a 19-year-old, you know? But it's like 19. You have a baby face. Thank you. You can pull it off. Thank you. Uh, it's never seeing the sun helps. <laughs> is that, is that, the, yeah, that, that that's the secret? One of my secrets. Never <laughs> seeing the sun and carrots. No, I made that up. Um, <laughs> Uh, but the Andrew Purdy, again, bringing back, I think he's 22, you know, and he's one of those, they can kick their face, they can jump around, <laughs> they can sing any note you want. And I'm just like, you know, I can never do that when even when I got the job. So it's just like, <laughs> it's crazy. These kids, Elon, 
What are they feeding those kids at Elon? <laughs> but you are a proven commodity in this show and on oh, Broadway. The, I mean, in this show, baby. I was like, where? Yeah. <laughs> where? <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, it it helps that like the character is very specific, uh -huh. and I like to think I'm good at it, so they keep me around. And what about the the financial security? I mean, you said that's you, been you, you've bought a home. Yeah. Was it? Was it very, you're young to sort of have really had that moment and been like, I'm going yeah. to really commit and make sure I'm well, building a life too. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, well, I, when I started doing the show, because I haven't been on Broadway for 10 whole years. Like I did the first national tour, I did it for three years. Yeah. And then I did London for a year. So I was on the road for four years essentially. Right. And uh, I was just, the good thing about being on tour is you get paid per diem sure. on top of. So I was able to save. For living expenses. Yeah, but I was able to save a lot of money and it was because of that situation that when I moved back to New York, I was able to uh, buy something. And you came back a rich yeah. man. Yeah, well, then you know it all went away because New York is expensive, but that's why I moved to Jersey. But uh, yeah, it's been really, really good to me. And it's been nice to, because like, I say this all the time, like, no offense to Les Mis, but if I've been doing that show for 10 years, I don't know if I'd be here today. Like, it's because of the freedom and the comedy and the joy, uh -huh. and every night you're making people laugh, and it's so much fun that it's never been a chore. Mm -hmm. After all this time, it's never been, like, hard to do it because it's just, it's fun. I love that. Yeah. I mean, it's like a dream job. It is. It is. It's the best job I've ever had, probably ever will have. So thank you. And Garfino, my producer. How do you uh, look ahead? Like, do you do you think about sort of where you want to be in 10 years or? Yeah. You know, um, before the shutdown, I would have had a different answer. Hmm. But after the shutdown, it's a little bit like I'm kind of taking it uh, every, you know, day by day sure. because you never know when the next thing's going to come around and then you won't have an industry for two years, you know. So it's kind of a day by day situation and I've become a very go with the flow kind of guy. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, that's happening today. Cool. Great. Always great stuff, Paul. Thank you. Well, there's a lot going on on The Great Bright Way. We're going to be back next week with another episode of the Broadway show Uncut. And by the way, check your local listings for the TV broadcast each and every weekend. We are all over the country. Until next week, I'm Tamsin Fidel. Thanks for being here. And this is the Broadway show Uncut. Uncut.